0: Mike Rogers here with episode number five of the Welsh Wire podcast. Here's the latest dynamic small business interview by Sherry Welsh. Thanks, Mike. We're glad to be here this afternoon. I'm sitting here with Amy Ritzema from Onsite Wellness LLC. Amy, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your business and your role in the company.
1: Sure. Well, Onsite Wellness um, works with organizations to partner. Um, with them to bring wellness solutions to their organizations and their employees. So ultimately, we're looking to help um, give those employees an opportunity to to make those healthier choices and be healthier employees.
0: Absolutely, which everyone cares about that. Some organizations care about more the ROI, like you know, what does that mean to my bottom line to have healthy employees? Some care about providing it as a benefit to attract and retain good employees. How do you open the door to get people to talk about these programs and what they mean to them? How do you address the ROI versus the The talent attraction. It's a tough question, actually. You know, the CFO always wants
1: the ROI, right? Um, The ROI is actually really tough. Um, It really comes down to, first of all, the size of the company. Are they um, self-insured, where maybe when we do a wellness solution and we can improve the overall health and well-being of the organization, we may be able to see some trends um, change on the medical side of things, which then ultimately would be a return on investment. But can we guarantee that? I can't guarantee it. Um, You just never know um, what's going to pop up in your employee group. You know, it could be something genetic that happens that causes your insurance to spike. But overall, you know, we have had some really great successes um, in some of our larger organizations where we have a really robust program and we've been able to see, you know, those trends really kind of zero out on the medical side. Um, however, there's a whole nother side to that, and that'd be the value of the investment. And so it's really more like, how do we care about our employees? Um, you know, when you're when you're offering a program that says, hey, we care about you, the, the employees really value that. And then there's a lot of soft-sided returns, you know, things like productivity levels that increase when your employees are mentally and physically well. Um, there's... Re- Tension and recruitment opportunities when you have a wellness solution. Um, the millennial generation, that younger generation, is looking for wellness solutions. So, you know, as you're going out there and you're hiring, there's a lot to be said about being able to say, Hey, and we have a wellness program, um, on site that's available for, for all of our employees. So there's a lot of different ways to look at wellness. It just really depends
0: on your organization and what you're looking for. Great. Great. So wellness, we haven't really defined what wellness is. You and I might have an idea, but our (laughs) listeners may not have a good idea. So what does that mean? Sure. What, What do you bring into a company? What does it look like? Well, there's
1: a lot of different things when you think about wellness, and you are correct. Everybody thinks about wellness differently. Some organizations, say, offer a tobacco cessation program, for instance, and they call that a wellness um, program or a wellness solution. And that's a good part of it. Um, I think, um, and we believe at Onsite Wellness, that really a a good wellness solution is going to look at the whole person. It's not just about our physical health. It's not just about exercise and nutrition. There's, you know, we really got to think about the whole, the whole person. So um, mental well-being, our mindfulness, um, big part of that. How about financial wellness? Because quite honestly, if we're not financially well, that causes a lot of stress. which then moves into the stress and the mindfulness side of things and the mental side of things. And then, you know, that just turns in, you know, that can just snowball. Right. And so when you think about productivity in an organization, if you have a group of people who, you know, are really struggling to pay the bills week after week or month after month, and that's what they're constantly thinking about, how, you know, where are they when they're at work? They're not thinking about work. They're thinking about how am I going to buy groceries for my kids? So sure. really looking at that whole picture um, and finding a good balance of both mental, physical, spiritual financial, all of those components of wellness are important. Way more complicated, probably, yeah. than
0: what many people think <laughs> exactly. about just a gym membership and how about a New Year's resolution diet. Yes, exactly. And, you know, depth.
1: the other thing, too, is we really like to help the organization design and develop an incentive plan that's going to help them carry that all out. So... Um, you know, we will help them. At, you know, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, that's just going to be a lot of work. I can't do that. You know, a lot of times we're working with human resources and they're like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to run that program. Well, we really make, sh- we do the work for them. We partner with them so that uh, we really, once it's designed and developed, we're going to make that program run. And our goal is to not any add any work to their plate.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, I'm a company thinking this is interesting, I might want to implement something like this. I'm wondering, how do we get started? And how do we even develop a plan? How do I know what my employees (laughs) want? You know, maybe some of them need Financial Peace University, but they don't want to do that. You know, I know they need it. But how, how do you get started? How do you you, you get started? You know, the biggest part is if if you even have an
1: interest is to just you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it, you can try to do some things yourself. But quite honestly, a lot of times with that, it gets always put on the back burner, because you have other jobs to do, right. So then the second choice is to find a vendor such as ourselves, who can sit down with you and and strategize what is it you're looking for? Um, What goals does the organization have, and then kind of building a program from there, you know, we really customize our programming to fit the needs of the organization. So not every company, not every organization is the same. You know, I'm not necessarily going to treat um, a manufacturing group similar to a financial institution, because quite honestly, they're very different people, um, different education levels, different needs. And um, Computer accessibility. I mean, all of those things come into play when designing a program. So you really have to make sure that you have a good understanding of your audience, and then you start to build those programs around that. So there's there's a lot of conversation about that, and then there might be a focus groups. There might be surveys that we send out to the employees um, to see what their interests are. Other groups, we may do a biometric screening where we're doing um, you know height, weight, blood pressure. Uh, cholesterol tests, and, and glucose tests, and, and then have the employees also fill out a health questionnaire. And that really gives us a great picture, kind of snapshot of how medically um, the company's doing to help us guide where that programming should go. So there's a lot of different avenues and different ways that we can start to design and develop a program.
0: So it sounds like it's a very collaborative effort. Then you're bringing more than just perhaps the owners of the organization or human resources into the conversation, but you're involving a mm-hmm. cross section of everyone, yeah. perhaps touching everyone in the organization potentially. And it really depends on what the company wants to
1: do, right? Because the other aspect is, you know, do we do we oftentimes will bring in the insurance broker that they use to look at the medical claims side. If we have reporting on the self funded side, if you're fully funded, that you know that really doesn't exist. But, um, you know, absolutely, collaboration is key in order to put that solution in place that's going to actually
0: engage
1: your employees.
0: That's great. That's So tell me about a unique program that you put together. Maybe you walked in and sat down to talk with an organization and had an idea of what they might want and maybe came up with something that was
1: completely <laughs> totally different, different after you talked with everyone. Yeah, you know, there's been a few instances where, you know, they think one thing and then once we have a conversation, they're like, Oh, yeah, that's not going to work. Or, you know, just being able to sit back and go, well, we want this. And we go, okay, well, your folks are working, you know – 50 to 60 hours a week, you know, do you really want them here longer to sit in an education class, here's some other opportunities we might be able to do that is maybe faster that doesn't require them to stay after work or something of that nature, because they're not going to, right? Right. So it's being really realistic, having realistic expectations of what people are going to be willing to do, um, you know. The other thing is, we've had companies come to us who've had previous vendors um, that maybe have gone out of business or something of that nature, and they've come to us and said, "Hey, can you recreate this program?" Well, that gets to be kind of challenging, right? To try to fit something else, you know, into our systems, and so that's been kind of challenging. But you do the best you can. With what you have. And then what's fun with that is after a year of doing that, you can go back to the company. And this is a true story, we can go back to that company and say, okay, this worked really well. This is where we're seeing some, after doing this for a year, these are kind of the challenges we're seeing. And here's a solution that I think is going to make the program better for everybody on our side, on your employee side, and on, on the corporate side. And to have that collaboration to say, yes, let's give that a whirl and knowing going into 2018 that it's going to be better yet.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because I would imagine that the needs of the organization are going to change and morph over time. I mean, people start out and they may be stuck in some areas. You work on it for a year, you get a little bit better, check those boxes. I think I got that under control. But now some new issues may develop or crop up that need to be addressed. I mean, you talked about, I can only imagine the the issues around a company with 50 to 60 hour work weeks as a regular that's, that's not even a lot I've more <laughs> oh my gosh wow yeah, I mean talk, crazy. yeah so the issues of an organization like that could be very very different from one that's you know pretty much 40 hours yeah,
1: absolutely uh, uh, gives obviously more challenges to everything you know makes us really think how can we help these folks um and, and it's a situation we can't change. You know, it's it's kind of just the way of the world right now, right? Everybody's doing more with less. And the expectations and the ability to hire people has been a real challenge. So, you know, the people they have hired are working more. So it's a lot of overtime issues in a lot of our clients right now that we have to be aware of and help address, whether it's from a stress management standpoint and that kind of thing. And so just helping the company with how can we help you with sure. that? Sure. Um, is is really important and with any wellness solution you know every year we're always evaluating did this work what worked well what didn't work well what do we need to change you know or do we need to change nothing because everybody's just kind of getting the handle on it and then you roll
0: with it through another year so you really got to be able to evaluate that and make it work for everybody. Right. So the, going back to the collaboration piece again, it sounds like it's important in the beginning to understand what people are looking for and to get their buy-in mm-hmm. and their agreement that this is something I want to do and participate in. But then that needs to continue throughout the life of the program Always. as it evolves so that you know what their needs are that are coming up, things that are changing in their lives that you can help them address. And
1: deal Absolutely. With. And a lot of times what's really fun is... You know, we might start with a certain program, but one added feature that we oftentimes end up adding into wellness solutions in year two or even year three is coaching. Mm. And wellness coaching is such a huge Thing from an individual standpoint, because you can do all of this stuff kind of from an organizational standpoint. But if I personally have certain things that I'm struggling with, you know, to be able to give those employees an opportunity to work one on one with a wellness coach, and that's most mostly telephonic, we do have some clients who do it in person. But that really sends a great message, you know, to the employees that says, hey, we really care about you, we know that your needs and and your coworkers' needs may be different. We're going to give you this opportunity to work one on one with somebody. And so that could just be general lifestyle coaching, it could be high risk coaching, maybe they, you know, they're struggling with um, pre diabetes or something of that nature, we'll offer that program to them. Or it could be tobacco cessation, you know, take your pick, but there's all kinds of opportunities to do one on one wellness coaching.
0: That's great. That's something I never would have thought of, being a part of the offerings of things that you would do when you come in and work with a company. So tell me, what other unique things like that do you offer as a part of your program that um, that might be right. really meeting the needs well?
1: Well, you know, I talked about biometric screenings. We do those, the coaching, the overall incentive design, and all of that. But the one program that we're launching for 2018 actually focuses on small businesses. <sighs> So um, there's a real need for um, a small business solution. And as a small business ourselves, we're very conscious and aware of the lack of resources sometimes for small businesses. So we really wanted to be able to offer something that's cost effective and affordable for those small businesses, because quite honestly, it's not just for the big companies. It's just as important for uh, smaller groups as well. Absolutely.
0: So what? Yeah, and there is a misnomer. I think that small companies just can't do this. So how do you do it differently for a small company than say a Fortune five hundred? Right.
1: Right. So our larger companies get a lot of customized solutions. Right. So they they have a lot more employees. There needs to be a lot more customization with the smaller groups. We've really kind of put in in the box solution in place for them. Um, It's mostly, it's pretty much an all online program. They can buy up and have some personal touches if they'd like, but it's an all online kind of self-reported program, but they have the support of our team Everything's up on our wellness portal for them, so it's all online. Um, it will get changed quarterly. So there's programming, and then there's a quarter. There'd be a quarterly call with their account manager here at Onsite Wellness um, to help them drive those programs moving into the next quarter. So there'd be some accountability for that. I guess we'd say ambassador that would be on location at that small company, um, but. It's it's a very turnkey program but it's a I think it could be really effective.
0: It sounds terrific. But if I'm a small business owner, I might have the misnomer again. It's just for large companies. I don't know if I can afford this. You know, I only have twenty people or twenty five people. Is this really gonna make a difference in my organization? I I might be a skeptic. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to those who think this can't possibly be for me, Amy? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I totally disagree because quite honestly, I mean, if I think about my small business, um you know, with my 15 employees in the office on a regular basis, we all need to be clicking at 100% for us to cover and do the client service and cover our clients and everything that we need to do. If I think about a large company, if two people are out sick in a production facility, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world, right? Right. If I have 15 people on my staff and two people are not well mentally or physically, how is that going to impact everybody Mm, else? I mean, if suddenly I'm down to 13 people and they have to cover their stuff and somebody else's because they're not functioning at 100 percent it could have a huge impact on a small business. So especially mentally, think about your productivity levels. I mean, if everybody's not clicking, um, that can, and that can impact the person next to them, which can have a morale issue, right? So then it starts to snowball. So if you have a few people who aren't quite on task, the other thing about small businesses is we, is we are, we can't offer the same benefits that some of the big companies do, right? So can this, wellness solution be kind of that little perk that you offer to your employees to say, hey, I know I can't give you everything, but I can do this. And I think we have it priced at a point where it's a reasonable amount of money um, that, you know, most small businesses might go, Oh, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but what is the bang for your buck? You Absolutely. Know, are, and you it care could be about, twofold, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be twofold in having an improved workforce. Right. Your team is clicking and things are working better all together. Plus, it's perhaps a talent attraction and a retention tool. Exactly. That is a small business. You put together something unique that maybe other organizations don't offer. Correct. And makes you more of an employer of choice than. Another company. And that's what we're hoping for. Absolutely, that's good stuff. So let me ask you this too about um, folks engaging in the program and really committing. You'd think that if they're part of helping craft the solution, telling you what they want and they need, that they would commit and join and do it. But do you struggle sometimes getting <laughs> buy-in and accountability? Always, and-
1: always, always, always. You know, there's there's the people who are always in a hundred and Twelve percent, right? They're like, "This is awesome. I'm in." They do everything. They're overachievers and they go above and beyond. Then you have the folks who are like, "Yeah, this is this is good. This is really helpful." The ones that we love to target are those ones that are on that fence, right? It's like, "Oh, I just really need to do this," but you know, that little incentive is just the push they need to to get them going, and that's awesome. You're always going to have the naysayers. They're always going to be in existence. Um, I have a great story from one of our clients, and and this goes back years, but, you know, I had a whole lot of naysayers in this particular group. Um, and it took a few years, but we eventually got them kind of bought in. And sometimes that's what it takes, you know, you need to have that peer pressure of the people next to you that are participating. And then they see them, maybe there's a reward of some sort, and they see them getting this incentive, maybe it's a deduction on their health insurance, or it's a gift card or whatever it is. And they're like, well, how come I don't have that? You know, so sometimes it takes time. And I think the other thing um, that we love to do with our clients is put um, one of our account reps on site. And this works especially well in our manufacturing environments, because we can wander the floor, we can talk to people, we can build relationships. And it's by building those relationships with those folks, especially those ones who are a little hesitant about participating. They're like, well, what are you doing with my information? And, you know, kind of the big brother concept. And so, you know, that account rep can build trust, exactly, rapport and you know, once that starts to happen, then they're like, okay, maybe I'll go try that biometric screening or okay, I'll come to a class and, you know, you slowly get them to buy in. There's always going to be those folks who never participate. And that's fine. You know, they're there. But we hope that we just kind of move them down um, the change continuum over time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it it sounds like you use incentives or recommend the use of incentives also to get employees to participate, but you help with building the rapport and the trust on the other side of that. So between the two incentive programs and sort of pulling them in, drawing them in through the relationships you're building with your teams, it makes a real big difference in the participation. The relationship side is huge.
1: It really is. I mean, anytime you're talking about your personal health and well-being, you have to trust that person in order to participate. And so, you know, that is probably one of our, our biggest goals is to make sure that all of the employees know who are, their account rep is, whether it's just an email or a phone or in person, and they have direct access to that person, always during business hours. So we want them to be able to call them directly and and build that relationship.
0: Wonderful. So tell us a success story. We've been doing this for a number of years. Tell us a success story of an organization. What's your What's your favorite organization that you worked with <laughs> that said, "Help us! We have a problem. Yeah. Let's get this fixed." And you came in and brought a great solution that really made. You know, a difference
1: in their I I think about one of our manufacturing employers, and and they probably have I think they're about seven hundred and fifty um, employees right now, and you know, it's not like a drastic wow, this is great, but it is a company that. Firmly understands, and and I I believe we've been working with them probably six years or more. Um, they had a wellness program before, but not. It was a little different. We came in and kind of helped take it from where it was, and and brought it up a little bit, you know, they have to earn points throughout the year, they do get an insurance discount for participating. We also have someone on site um, at their locations, I think it's 12 hours a week. So there's a lot of rapport, a lot of trust and respect between our employees and theirs. Um, And you know what, their healthcare trends have really zeroed out. I mean, they are really wow. doing very, very well. Um, their increases year after year have been minimal. Um, you know, when you look at the trends and the cohort reporting, meaning, you know, we're looking at these X number, 100 people over year over year, right? Not the outliers who are coming and going. And and they're really holding steady, which is really the goal. And, you know, when the insurance broker comes in and says, this is impressive, Um, you know, you're doing something right, right. But the other part of that, that particular group is they're not they're not in this for the ROI. They know that this is just good for their people, right. And that's the attitude they have about wellness. And that's the attitude they spread to their employees. And I think that combination just
0: makes the program super successful. That's terrific. How does that spill over into their talent attraction? and retention? Are they seeing anecdotal information that and, you know, candidates are choosing them as an employer of choice because of one of these kinds. That of I don't know. Or- I know
1: everybody's struggling to get employees right now, aren't they? Um, but they have a very low turnover. Um, it could be once they get in, it, it, it very could well be could. But I think it'd be in. really, you know, that's again, it's one of those things you're hoping you're having that impact, right. but how do we really prove it, right? You know, unless they're doing an exit interview and they're like, "I'm leaving because you don't have a wellness program." I mean, you really don't know, right? right. So. Um, I hope that that's having an impact. I believe it probably is, but I don't have true proof right. that it is.
0: Right. I would imagine that employee engagement has to go up when you participate in a when a company offers this and employees participate in a program such sure. as this. That yeah. employee engagement naturally would have to increase because mm-hmm. they feel cared about.
1: They do, and the, is that not key? Yes. I mean, if I, if I feel cared is. about by my employer, I am definitely going to be more apt to stick around and not leave for five cents more by right. going down the road.
0: Absolutely. And we're all looking for that competitive edge mm-hmm. right now. So it sounds like you've developed something great, not just for large companies, right. but for small companies now too. too. Yeah, to have that unique strategic yeah. advantage. That's wonderful. So Amy, tell us if our listeners are intrigued, want to know more about what you do and how you do it, how can we get in touch with you? Sure. Well, it's super
1: easy. You can um, find us online at um, onsitewellnessllc.com and there are plenty of opportunities on that website that they can reach out um, or they can give me a call 616-309-2775. Super. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the
0: next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.